Hey, Dunkerpunks, here's a question for you. What story do you have to tell? I'll let you think about that while we listen to some Dunkerpunks music from Jacob Krauss. I don't want to be rich, don't want to be popular, don't want to be selfish, no. I don't want to be a goat, don't want to be ignorant, don't want to be blindfolded, I just want to be countercultural. Violent, don't wanna have a vendetta, don't wanna be vengeful, no. I don't wanna be a soldier, don't wanna be militaristic, don't wanna help that cycle, I just wanna be a countercultural pacifist. I don't want to be a racist, don't want to be a capitalist, don't want to be sexist, no. I don't want to pass judgment, don't want to hold grudges, don't want to be hateful, I just want to be a countercultural, pacifistic, unconditional lover. I don't want to shop at Walmart, don't want to grow Monsanto, don't want to drink Coca-Cola, no. I don't want to burn petrol, don't want to eat perfect fruit, don't want to feel guilty, I just want to be a countercultural, pacifistic, unconditionally loving organic gardener. I want to be authentic, I want to be radical, I want to be optimistic, honest, I wanna be humble, I wanna be progressive, I wanna be open, I'm inspiration, I wanna be like John Wesley, or Sarah Major, or Anna Mao, I wanna be like Martin Luther, or Martin Luther King Jr., like Santa Claus, Johnny Appleseed, Dirk Dillim, or Gandhi, Alexander Mack, John Klein, George Fox, or Jesus Christ, but mostly, I just wanna be me. Me. Welcome back to the Dunker Punks podcast. If you're wondering, no, this isn't Nancy Fitzgerald. How perceptive of you to notice. I'm Emmett Aldred, and I'm super excited to be joining the Dunker Punks podcast as your new co-host. Pastor Nancy and I are going to be sharing hosting duties, switching back and forth every other episode. Today, we're going to hear an informative interview between Kevin Schatz and the producers of Brethren Voices, a monthly Brethren TV show based in Portland, Oregon, that plays on public access television stations around the United States and is also available on YouTube. At the beginning of the episode, I asked you what story you have to tell. Notice that I didn't ask you if you have a story to tell, but what story do you have to tell? In this episode, you'll hear Ed Groff and Brent Carlson talk about their underlying philosophy behind Brethren Voices, which is that everyone has a story to tell. And, of course, they're no exception themselves, because the story of Brethren Voices is a pretty neat one on its own. Thanks for tuning in, and now let's hear from Kevin Schatz. Hey, I'm Kevin Schatz, and for this episode of the Dunker Punks podcast... I chatted with Ed Groff and Brent Carlson of the Portland Peace Church of the Brethren about the monthly video they produce called Brethren Voices. 
And rather than me yammer on more, I'll let them tell you a bit more about it. Well, I'm I'm Ed Groff, and I'm the producer of Brother and Voices, a community television program produced by Portland Peace Church of the Brethren. And I'm Brent Carlson. I'm part-time cameraman. Sometimes I'm a remote reporter, and there's been quite a few different hosts for Brethren Voices, but I'm the current one. And uh, I basically do whatever Ed Groff tells me to do. <laughs> well, Brother and Voices is a community television program that's actually seen in many parts of the country. didn't start out that way. It basically started out as a voice for Portland Peace Church of the Brethren. Over the years, we figured that the message that we were providing was basically something that could be seen all over the country. Basically, Brethren Voices was a voice for brethren to tell their stories uh, about what they do and how their faith is impacted in action. And we're, we're, we're more telling uh, stories of people and uh, what they do because of their faith. It's basically a, a monthly program Every month we do a different program. We've, we've done, uh, I think we're working on program number 145. Wow, I didn't realize it's up that high. So anyway, they add up and uh, we're just completing our 12th year of producing a monthly program. As Ed said, Brother and Voices started only locally in Portland, but it can now be seen by the entire world. That includes you listening. Brent and Ed explain. Brethren Voices was locally broadcast through the cable access TV stations in the Portland metro area on Comcast TV. And then we found that there were some people who wanted to hear about it who didn't have Comcast TV. So Ed made uh, bought a DVD burner and made some DVDs of the program and, and sent them to, uh, what would we call those? We, can't, the, we have a mailing list um, that we send you know, to people in congregations and some use it for Sunday school resources. Others put it on their local community television program or community access station. And uh, it's even been used in some of the Brethren retirement communities uh, for their just their local in-house TV programming. But now it's even more widely distributed because we found, actually somebody came to Ed and said, uh, how can we get copies of your program? So now it can be, it's provided through something called Peg Media, and I don't know much about that. Any station, any community as access station in the country can download the program. And during the past, it's now going on six years, we have been downloaded nearly 800 times. I think it's 791 or 792. And that's uh, it's pretty incredible, you know, where the program is seen. There's been over 50 uh, community access stations in the country download Brethren Voices for broadcasts in their local community. Isn't there there's some place that would know Brethren Church, but they put it on their TV programming every day? or Yeah, five times, uh, five five times, times a week. week. Actually, there are more community access stations in non-Brethren areas that broadcast Brethren Voices than there are in brethren areas where where there are congregations. And, you know, that's kind of disappointing because basically uh, brethren are telling these stories. 
and they should be seen in brethren areas. There, there are brethren areas where the message of brethren really isn't known either. So uh, it's a great opportunity for brethren to tell and why they're doing it, you know. One of the other things then uh, that happened several years ago now is one of uh, the people who have helped us, his name is Easy, and he's a TV production person in Spokane, Washington. He said, you should be on YouTube. Well, we didn't know anything about YouTube. I didn't know how to do anything. I have no idea <laughs> even now. And he said, uh, well, just send me, if it's okay with you, you have to set up a YouTube a Gmail account. And uh, if you do that and give me the access codes, I'll do it for you. So during the past five going on six years, we've had 130,000 views. And, uh, you know, that's nothing compared to the uh, dog riding on the monkey. But, you know, it's another way for the, the message of, of the brethren to get out there. So, Well, one of the things that is interesting is that over time, Easy has been able to put more and more of our programming on there going into the past as well as the present. So I think there's over 100 programs available. Of our 144, there's over 100 of them, maybe more than that. That's available. So if you have a, or you're, any of your listeners want, they can just go to youtube.com forward slash Brethren Voices and go in and see the program. They'll dive a bit more into specific episodes later, but I asked Brent and Ed to give me an overview of the kind of topics Brethren Voices has covered. It's uh, pretty amazing how, how these things come to us. Uh, of course, in our travels, we've been able to take our cameras and contact Brethren just about wherever we go, um, and especially in our travels back east. Um, Brent has made trips to Japan, where there are Brethren Volunteer Service workers in Hiroshima. Uh, we've been able to actually uh, interview all of the past eight or nine annual conference moderators. Just yesterday, we were able to uh, interview the new uh, General Secretary for the Church of the Brethren. We've been able to go on uh, learning tours with David Radcliffe and the New Community Project. Uh, we've been so fortunate to uh, do so many programs that we, you know, we never would have dreamt doing 145. <laughs> and, and we've, I was just, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, we've done at least four programs from Africa two from South Sudan and two from Nigeria. Yeah, uh, six uh, countries we've done programs from and uh, actually 16 different states here at home. So it's been uh, pretty incredible. I was curious what the overall goal of Brethren Voices was, and the duo had this to say. It's important for Brethren to tell their stories. We've been amazed Everybody has a story to tell. You know, we've heard about that. Everybody has a story to tell. We probably didn't realize that at first because we were, you know, going month to month, determine what we were going to be showing. Well, you know, during the past nine, ten years, we've realized a story is only another person away, actually. <laughs> and uh, so we're constantly having resources the only problem is that, that for Portland Peace Church of the Brethren, we're quite isolated. The nearest Brethren Church is like two hours away, which doesn't compare to um, some of the uh, eastern congregations where another Brethren Church is, you know, just three or four miles away. But um, we're, we're always amazed uh, at the stories that 
come to us. One of the things that I was just thinking is, I think Ed was particularly inspired, and maybe even divinely inspired, when he thought of the word Brethren Voices, or the the name of the program Brethren Voices, because we had no idea what how this was going to go, or how long we were going to be able to find some program to uh, of interest to people. And after you know two or three times, we had this night. Well, what are we going to do next? But here we are, twelve years into this, maybe a little more. And we're still finding things to do. For instance, we just did a program on, I think, one of the most exciting things in the Church of the Brethren, the, the youth programming for Dunkard Punks. And Ed can tell you a little bit more about how that got to put together. But our, our originally, our goal was uh, to do some advertising for the local church because the church had tried to write some other kinds of advertising through the newspaper and local advertising on movie, some local movie theaters. You can pay them to put up a little advertisement for your church attendance uh, and events. And so we tried that, but it really wasn't bringing in much interest. And then through this local TV access station, Ed said, well, why don't we do a program about what the, what we're doing as, as the Church of the Brethren and put it on the local cable access? And, you know, though we got a, it doesn't cost as much, and we're going to get much more uh, wider viewing, and the church board went for it, and, and that's how the, technically, that's how Brethren Voices started as a monthly TV program. Getting closer and closer to producing their 150th episode, I asked Ed and Brent if they'd share some of their favorites, and understandably so, it was tough to narrow down. Some so, of uh, the programs that stand out for me are are the uh, learning tours with uh, New Community Project. Actually, the first program that we actually put together was up above the Arctic Circle uh, with David Radcliffe and our travels to the uh, Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. Living with the Gwich'in people in Arctic Village. Yeah, that's correct. That's an interesting thing from my point of view because Ed said one day he was going to Alaska on a learning tour, and I'd never been to Alaska, and I didn't know anything about learning tours. And I just kind of uh, jokingly said, well, can I come and just carry your bags? And he said, sure. So, in fact, I got to go along, signed up for the learning tour, and and those days to do a remote video TV program, you had a three suitcases, one with a big camera, and then one with batteries and videotapes. Each one's the size of a book. And then he had a whole other suitcase with the lighting equipment and, and microphones and all that kind of stuff. So it was quite a bit, along with his personal luggage. So I actually helped carry, and then we're out uh, on a little walk in the outside the village, and Ed's got his camera out, and he's taking pictures of this beautiful scenery and he hands me a mic and says say something so I basically said well we're out outside of Arctic Village in the Alaskan Wildlife Refuge and there's not a soul to be seen and uh, it's just amazing to be here but I hope we're not going to get lost because the group we're with all left and went over the over the hill and and I don't know sure I'm not sure where they are and I hope we find them before a bear finds us and uh, that was the beginning of my my introduction to Brethren Voices, uh, just making a couple of smart Alec comments uh, standing in the in the wilderness with Ed filming me so that he could have some live person along with this beautiful scenery. But we've done so many different things, just kind of going where the Brethren go. 
Such a good example. Uh, we went to uh, Elizabethtown Church of the Brethren to hear about the uh, travels of 10 of their members who went to Nigeria. And uh, it was such a, a lightning interview with these travelers. And uh, the next night, we were scheduled to do interviews at Arlington Church regarding their ministry of going beyond the walls. And I thought, going down to Arlington, you know, it's going to be kind of a real letdown. <laughs> and, and I was totally blown away with, with uh, our uh, interviews at Arlington and the ministry going beyond the walls. It was amazing. I just couldn't believe it. And um, it all goes back to um, everybody having their story. And we've just been so fortunate to hear such wonderful stories of, of why people live the way they do and what, what it means to be brethren. You're bringing up so many different memories because I remember we actually went to Washington, D.C. and interviewed a man who works for a representative. He's a member of the Church of Brethren. He works for the re a representative in Congress from California. And you've gone and interviewed uh, people who are BVS volunteers in Washington, D.C. and go to the, the local church that's a block, well, several blocks from the Capitol. And a lot of people don't know that we have a BVS site in Washington, D.C., and, and a connection to a representative in Congress who is a brethren, and that there's a Church of the Brethren in downtown Washington, D.C. And you've gone to Haiti and met with people that have lived through disasters? We did a program on the dark side of chocolate uh, with a documentary video that we got permission to use that was done by an undercover Danish film crew about child labor and, and slavery being used to pick chocolate in the Ivory Coast, I think. And that resulted because Brethren, during an, an annual conference, took a stand against child labor. And that was a prime example of what Brethren had said and followed through with. As a stand of, for what is right and a stand of faith. And, and many, actually, I think two or three times in the last hundred years, the annual conference has actually made a statement about slavery. And yet, most people don't know this, but slavery still exists in the world today. In fact, in terms of just numbers, there may be more people enslaved in different aspects, uh, in different ways, in different places in the world right now, in 2017, than there have been in the past just based on sheer numbers. We did a program on what would Jesus give that used a documentary we got permission to use from Heifer International. And that one still brings tears to my eyes when I, when I think about what that, the impact that Heifer International has made in some places like Nepal and India and, and many other places in the world. We did a program on the survivors of the atomic uh, bombing of Hiroshima and interviewed somebody who was a survivor of that. And uh, we have a peace mission in Hiroshima and we did an interview with the host of that place where people stay and learn about uh, the bombing and, and learn about the victims and, and help the survivors even to this day. There are people suffering as a result of that bombing that happened so many years ago. With so many incredible stories covered and experiences had, I wanted to know what Producing Brethren Voices has taught the two along the way. So what has Brethren Voices taught you, Brent? Well, you mentioned the first thing already, which is everybody has a story to tell. There are so many interesting people and activities in the church that are, are wonderful and they're interesting and they're something we should know and people want to know more about. 
Like we interviewed a person who had been a missionary in, in India for 40 years. That's incredible. We met uh, a seagoing cowboy who was taking heifers on a big ship to Europe after World War II in the late 40s. So, so many brethren, because they're socially active and they're, they want to do so, uh, be active in social justice and different aspects of the world, those all are just stories that need to be told in the church and in the local communities and nationally so that people understand the need and, and that people, we can respond to those. And that people make a difference. Just one person can make a difference. I think the other thing it's taught me is that how it takes, it takes I'm going to say a village, it takes a village to grow a child, but, but it really is, this world is made up of people who care about doing uh, the work of the Lord all over the world. And the brethren are doing that all over the world. And it's just amazing to me how the little pieces of people doing their best to help others has been woven together in the Church of the Brethren to do something good uh, for, the, for others. Yeah, the, uh, the National Youth Conference, we're doing a program actually right now on, on the podcast, and the National Youth Conference of 2014, the, the, the youth were challenged to live by the, um, by the Sermon on the Mount, and brethren are doing that. The brethren we, are, we have talked to in our programs are doing that, and the wonderful thing about the brethren is that we use the examples of Jesus uh, as our examples for living. And when you put it together in a TV program, it's really a, a creative kind of venture. So Brent and I have uh, often talked about, well, how long are we going to be able to continue doing this? We're both retired and, and feel that this is kind of one of the most wonderful things a, a person could do in retirement. And I didn't know you felt that way because I, I was going to say, well, what has it taught me? It taught me you can be useful and do productive things when you retire, which uh, most people really have a hard time finding something to do. Yeah, some people have a real hard time, you know, making that transition from working you know, in the day-to-day -day world to uh, retirement where they can do anything they want to do. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just adding it up. I've been retired for almost 19 years, and I've been associated with Ed Groff and Brethren Voices for 15 years. And I think I'm one of the luckiest people alive because I get to talk to interesting people and learn interesting things in a new way every month. And I just think that that's kind of wonderful. It's really wonderful to get to talk to people who are doing things and making a difference in the world. And it enriches my life, and it gives me something to think about and to do. So I strive to do something meaningful uh, to help others as well. And most people enjoy telling their stories, don't they? The people who are telling them, I think, they just brighten up when somebody says, tell me, what, what do you do? And and it's just, they just kind of start bubbling up and and are w wonderfully excited about telling their story. And I, as I'm just thinking back, we've had so many different stories about so many different things, from poets to uh, missionaries to farmers to somebody who goes on prison visits. The joy that producing Brother and Voices brings to Ed and Brent is obvious. And so I have to figure they don't plan to quit anytime soon. But I did want to know what they see the future holding for the program. So where does Brethren Voices go from here? I don't know, Ed. What do you? What do you think? <laughs> I, th I, I think the future of Brethren Voices 
is uh, still up to each person telling a story. But I guess right now it's centered on us doing these programs. So how long are we able to do that? I'm hoping that someone will continue this role of uh, assisting people to tell their stories. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Last summer, there was a work, we had a work, summer work camp in Portland that were for high school students. Some of those students were from Pennsylvania, I think, and they were actually taking TV editing and producing classes in high school. And we talked to them about what kinds of things they were doing. So it might be that there's someone just coming through high school or college and has an interest in video programming and, and editing and producing who would say, hey, I like this idea. Let's Maybe we can start doing a program in our local area like Brethren Voices is in Portland. And the uh, Brethren Retirement Home, Cross Keys Village, actually has their own studio. So who knows, somebody could become involved there to continue Brethren Voices. The one thing that we've been uh, able to benefit from is the community access station here in our area. And there are many, many, many uh, community access stations around the country. Currently, uh, the Arlington Church of the Brethren has become involved with their local community access station. And uh, for for very little money, people can become involved, congregations can, can become involved, and it's just a matter of doing that. So it kind of depends on who is willing to, you know, take that jump, uh, take that risk, and put themselves out to assess these stories to be continued. I thoroughly enjoyed my time chatting with Ed and Brent. As a longtime recipient of the program, I've been on the mailing list pretty much since the beginning. I felt very fortunate to get this inside look at Brother and Voices. These two have opened up their hearts to sharing stories that need to be told, and I'm glad they were willing to share their story with me. So to wrap it up, I asked them to share any other thoughts they had. Our journey really has been a journey of faith because we just kind of are open to the Spirit as it moves us and and hoping that the things we do are interesting to others. As a host, I just enjoy talking to people and, and kind of encouraging them to, to tell their story. And I think if, they, if people are interested in hearing what others do, then they're going to enjoy the program. And that's kind of a timeless theme because as long as human beings are alive, they're going to have stories to tell. So, shall we wrap this up the way you, we usually wrap up uh, the program on Brethren Voices? <laughs> sure. <laughs> For Brethren Voices, this is Brent Carlson. And this is Ed Groff. Wishing, wishing you, you peace. peace. <laughs> That's perfect. That was good. <laughs> and thank you for asking us to be on uh, the podcast. It's a real privilege. And this is a first for us. An We've honor. never done this before. So um, who knows? Who knows where the, the yellow brick road will lead? Oh, the Jesus way, way. is the way of peace. Oh, the Jesus way is the way of peace. Oh, the Jesus way is the way of peace. When he is king, all wars will cease. May his peace begin with me. Thank you so much, Kevin, Ed, and Brent, for those thoughtful words. If you want to learn more about Brethren Voices, be sure to check them out at youtube.com slash Brethren Voices. So, Dunker Punks, what story do you have to tell? Well, as followers of Jesus, we all have at least two stories to tell. 
We all have that story about ourselves, who we are, what we see and know and believe, what we fear and dream, what experiences have shaped us and how we have shaped others. But we also have that story about Jesus, that radical guy from Nazareth who turned the world upside down by bringing a message of nonviolence, love, salvation, and transformation. And the best part is that that story is still being written by the way we embody his love and act as his disciples, as well as his hands and feet in the world today. You know, it's not a coincidence that so much of the Bible is written in narratives, including the gospel. And it's no coincidence that Jesus taught by telling stories, parables, with a provocative and challenging meaning. I know that you have a story to tell, and my challenge for you this episode is to go out and tell it. Maybe you can write a blog post for DunkerPunks.com or contribute audio for an episode of the DunkerPunks podcast. I know, I know we'd love to have you. Or maybe you can pitch a story to the Messenger magazine or even share a story idea for the folks at Brother and Voices. And of course, don't forget that if everyone has a story to tell, that means that you have to be willing to listen as well as willing to speak out. So that's my second challenge for you. Go and find a story worth listening to. And speaking of listening, I just want to thank you so much for listening to the Dunker Punks podcast. You can find us online at arlingtoncob.org or on social media at DunkerPunksPod. And if you want to support what we're doing, reach out to us at dpp at arlingtoncob.org. The Dunker Punks podcast is a collection of people who seek to be disciples of Christ. And part of the way that we do that is by telling stories and making room for others to tell stories also. I'm your host, Emmett Eldred, and our other host is Nancy Fitzgerald. Suzanne Lay produces the show and edited our audio this week, and our music is by Jacob Krauss. Next week, we'll be hearing from Josh Brockway. We hope you'll join us then. And for now, I'm Emmett Eldred, wishing you peace. Take a listen for the Dunker Punks. Oh, oh for the Dunker Punks. Yeah. yeah that's cool. That's a cool group. What's up, Dunker Punks? What does it even mean to be a Dunker Punk? What does it mean to live out Jesus' calling in a changing world? Dunker Punks. Make their communities look a little bit more like the kingdom of heaven. Dunker Punks. Figure out a way to hold on to the hope that another way is possible. Dunker Punks. Love everyone, even our enemies. Dunker Punks. Non-violent, non-conformist Anabaptists sharing audio accounts of following Jesus to God's revolutionary reality. We seek truth to spread love and stand up for the marginalized. I'm your host, Pastor Nancy Fitzgerald. Hey, this is Emmett Eldred, your new co-host. Hello, my name is Kevin Schatz. Dana Cassell here. Hey, this is Sarah Olaminick. I'm Dylan. Hello, I'm Nathan Hustler. My name is Laura Weimer. Hello, I'm Amy Gehring. I'm Jonathan Stauffer. Hello, Dunker Punks. I am Jenna Walmer. I'm Suzanne. Hi, Ashley Haldeman. Josh Brockaway. Hi, friends. Elizabeth Ullery Swenson here. My name is Noemi Flores. Hello, my name is Jacob Krause, and you're listening to Dunker Punks Podcast. Yeah. With support from Arlington Church of the Brethren. On Earth Peace. Office of Public Witness. Dunker Fox. Committed to Jesus' radical anti-empire love in our own world. Disciples of Christ. Putting the words of Jesus, especially the words that we read in the Sermon on the Mount, into action every day. Hit it, Jacob! Countercultural, pacifistic, unconditionally loving, organic gardener. Like what you hear? Consider making a donation at arlingtoncob.org.
www.org slash DPP donor. We were talking about Dunker Punks. They were, they uh-huh. were very excited about Dunker Punks. Dunker Punks for life. See you next time.